My name is Darshana and this is Ethically Yours, a podcast to simplify sustainability. Joining me today is the entire team of Fashion Revolution India and we are going to answer all the questions you have about the campaign. So stick around. Well, it's Fashion Revolution Week and there couldn't have been a better time to have the entire team of Fashion Revolution India on Ethically Yours. Um, thank you so much for your time. I know each one of you is very busy prepping for all the events to come in this week. And I would like to congratulate each one of you um, on how amazingly the campaign has done in India over the years. Um so, to begin with, um, I would like to ask Suki to help our listeners understand fashion revolution a little better uh, by telling them, you know, what it is, how it started, and why is it important for each one of us to become a fashion revolutionary. Thank you, Darshana. That was a heartening opening. Um, it's been a pleasure working with you over the past few years. And lovely to see you grow on your journey. And um, essentially to the listeners out there that aren't familiar with Fashion Revolution, um, it's an absolute honor to share what the campaign's about. Essentially, we're, um, Fashion Revolution's a not-for-profit global movement with teams in about 100 countries around the world. We campaign for a systematic reform of the fashion industry um, and really want to focus on the need for greater transparency in the fashion supply chain. We were born as a result of a very tragic um, disaster that occurred in Dhaka in Bangladesh in 2013, where over a thousand people died in one day, in one moment, when a factory collapsed on them. Uh, their conditions were unsafe um, on the build-up to this disaster. Their voices were not heard. And um, as a result, very tragically, many died and many injured. So two women came together, and these are the founders of Fashion Revolution, and um, Carrie Summers and Ursula de Castro founded this campaign um, on a mission to call for a safer, fairer, and more transparent fashion industry. Um, since then, many chapters have opened around the world. I was asked to develop the Fashion Revolution India campaign. Um, so great to have the team on the on the call too and essentially as a campaign we are a collective we work as collaborators we are a people-led movement so we fast become in seven years the world's fastest growing um sustainability campaign in the world of fashion um which I think none of us expected, but it just goes to show that people really do care and there is an urgent need to rebuild a more sustainable fashion, um, fashion um, system. Uh, as a campaign, we're truly multifaceted. Um, our dialogues essentially call for greater governance. We want a more responsible brand, retailer and manufacturer. And ultimately, we, the people, every, anybody that wears clothes, we want them to be a more conscious consumer. Our um, campaign really kick-started with a massive global response to um, a couple of questions that we asked people to ask. And one of them was, hashtag, who made my clothes? 
Um, this worked really well in alliance with the campaign uh, hashtag show your label with fair trade uh, globally and for us in India. So we partner, we collaborate, and we really like to elevate those questions and answers that we want from people that are working in the fashion industry. We don't want any more tragedies. We don't want these disasters. And we really want to not just be a voice to the people that are making our clothes, um, but we want to also call out to governments and organizations that are involved in a supply chain that has had a really kind of dark veil over the way that they work. So transparency is key here. Um, I'd love to um, invite Alia to step in, uh, seeing as when I set up Fashion Revolution India, she was the first person I called to come on board and join us. So perhaps she could spotlight some of our work. Sure, thanks Suki, happy to uh, jump in. Um, I, I remember when uh, you called me and asked me, uh, you know, do you want to be a part of this? It was so, it's so exciting because um, I'd actually heard of Fashion Revolution and, and one of the NGOs that I'd been working with, uh, you know, we had uh, Avani Kumar based out of Uttarakhand. Um, you know, we had, we had taken part in it in the previous year. So it was kind of already there. And uh, I think that it was great. It was great to hear how we were going to have such a formal presence. And, and one of the first things that, that impressed me was how quickly the, the mainstream fashion industry also accepted us. Uh, because what I remember most is, you know, working with Sustainable Fashion Day at Lakme Fashion Week that really became kind of like a home for us uh, to plan around uh, along with our Fashion Revolution Week campaigns. Um, you know, we really had some structure and support from them right from the beginning. And I think uh, it led to many interesting projects and collaborations um, branched out into, you know, the British Council collaboration, Crafting Futures. Um, we did the tensile upcycling um, so yeah, um, I think that that for me was one of the big, big steps for us in getting a foothold into the fashion industry and meeting like-minded designers, uh, like-minded journalists, uh, like-minded influencers, and uh, you know, putting everything together in the beginning. I, I think what is really commendable about Fashion Revolution and that also got me hooked up in the first place is the simplicity of the communication. Um, it's very straightforward and very relatable to anybody, whether they are from this industry or not. Um, and what is the most exciting is this hashtag who made my clothes. Um, very straightforward to the point. And, you know, there are a lot of people who have actually asked me even when we used to do offline events or even today that, you know, I've reached out to so many people saying, you know, go into your closets, look at your label, share a picture, tag the brand. So I want to ask you, Suki, uh, what happens after, you know, uh, we put up these pictures uh, saying who made my clothes, we tag the brands. What happens after that? You know, I think a lot of consumers, uh, a lot of uh, revolutionaries, want to know the process after they have done their bit? Yes, yeah, so uh, we have an impact report that anybody can download from our website under the resources section. It's easily available so you can see our vast impact. So never think that your question is not being heard because somebody somewhere is counting and listening and watching. So we ask um, people to show their label and ask the question, who made my clothes? 
and tag the brand in that they're wearing. That's a very simple call to action. Post your picture on social media, send a postcard, send an email, write to them, how, whichever you desire, but communicate that you're asking that question, who made my clothes? And actually, year on year, we are seeing an increased number of brands answering that question. So you might get a response, whether it's a high street brand, a designer brand, a sustainable brand, whoever it might be, um, at some point, you may just get a response. You might not, but keep asking those questions because we come from that. I mean, imagine a squeaky door. Hopefully, one day it gets the oil that it needs, right? So your efforts are not wasted. Um, and and I, I do think that every year, a lot of brands do I made your clothes as well as a response. Um, I mean, I think that's where it sort of also started out for a lot of smaller brands who wanted to highlight the way that they actually do treat, you know, their workers and their artisans well. Um, so I do think that that is also, it is, it, it, it's already there. Like if you, if you look, look at it from the other side, people who are behind the scenes are using it as an opportunity to put a little bit of the spotlight on themselves during fashion revolution week. Absolutely. And in terms of numbers, just last year alone in April, just the month of April alone, 55, 55 and a half thousand thereabouts, people asked the question, hashtag who made my clothes? And in response, in April alone, over 12,000, almost 13,000 brands, um, uh, almost 13,000 post responses, hashtag I made your clothes. So just in terms of data, it's quite significant. That's amazing to see, really, indeed. Uh, I want to involve uh, Devina in this next part of the conversation. So... uh, Just to sort of dumb it down, the reason why we are doing this campaign about who made my clothes um, and transparency, when we talk about transparency, you know, there are a lot of things that happen behind the scenes in factories, uh, the condition of factory workers and everything, you know, around it, which a lot of people have no idea about, no access to. Um, And that is where fair trade, I think, fits beautifully um, as uh, a supporting organization for fashion revolution, uh, not just in India, but globally. So Devina, can you, you know, just um, share insights or share your experiences from, uh, you know, your campaign from show your label to who made my clothes and, you know, how does fashion revolution and fair trade really merge together for this cause? So I think the world needs a consumer movement that demands for fashion brands and food brands to be fairer to the people who make and grow our food and clothes. And I think at the heart of this, what fashion revolutions started was this: the power of the hashtag was the first time consumers globally reached out to their favorite brands to ask them to show the transparency in their supply chains because I think that's the first step. The first step to sustainability has to be transparency and knowing that the people behind our everyday food and fashion choices were treated fairly. I think with Show Your Label, the question of who made my clothes also would went down to who grew my clothes, which is a very important aspect of the campaign in India, given that 70% of the farmers' suicides in the country are the cotton-growing regions. And the Indian farmers' suicides is the largest wave of suicides in human history. So there was a need to you know, take, get brands to be more transparent and accountable to the processes and the people. 
And I think that over years, we're seeing that it has sparked a consumer movement of people understanding the social and environmental cost of their everyday food and fashion decisions and wanting for them to be fairer. So when you know when you take the awareness to communities, people do not want to be exploitative. It was just that the Rana Plaza was a big wake-up call for the global fashion industry to take note of the human and environmental cost that was something that was not spoken about enough. So I think that since then we've seen you know, a lot of amazing photos of the people who make and grow our clothes, as well as understand what's the difference between, you know, a factory that wants to be a part of the fashion revolution versus another one, you know, where there's decent lighting or better working conditions or the rights to form associations and unions. I think that's the, that's the bit that has really come out of this because even the workers who uh, were a part of the tragedy at Rana Plaza did not want to go to work that day, but they were forced to go to work with a, with a threat to lose one month's pay because, and they didn't have a union or a represent, and they, to represent them and their own voices were not strong enough. So I think that's why, you know, this whole movement needs to be backed by a consumer movement and that's happening more and more every year. Interesting. Um, materials become a very, very important part of our clothing and a lot of us don't understand what goes into our clothes. Even Devina touched upon, you know, who grew uh, my clothes so um, I do see a new hashtag coming up with Fashion Revolution that says, what's in my clothes? Um, I would love for Shruti to maybe come in and talk a little about this because I would also like you to touch upon the entire um, cotton policy dialogue uh, that was initiated last year. Um, and, you know, you can maybe highlight uh, all the findings or briefly, if you can, you know, depending on cotton, what is its general perception, and also the materials and the campaign uh, that falls under what's in my clothes. Hi, Darshana. Um, I joined Fashion Revolution last year, and it's been a wonderful one year. And I've learned so much from uh, the fellow revolutionaries here at FR. This year, we had undertaken cotton policy dialogue. This was done to understand uh, more about the supply chain and its impact on sustainability. We took a deeper dive into cotton farming and um, did a report and a study and, you know, like a, like a big policy dialogue with different stakeholders on how gender equity works in cotton farming and its impact on sustainability. So this study... And uh, the dialogue explored the role of women in cotton farming, the challenges that they face, and the opportunity for them to truly become change agents in sustainability, especially with respect to cotton. Because as you know, cotton is a really thirsty crop. It takes huge amounts of water. It has an incredible amount of uh, impact on sustainability. So if it is grown right, if there are right kind of uh, training given to people on the farms, if there is right kind of support given to them, then we realize that it can make a huge impact in the amount of resources that cotton uses overall. You know, I really, really want to do an exclusive episode talking only about organic cotton because it's so vast and there is very little understanding uh, about why it's important 
to promote uh, organic cotton farming and what are the difficulties that our farmers face. And I would love for you, Devina and Suki, to also join me later uh, when I actually draft down this episode. I just wanted to um, step in in response to your question about the evolution of the hashtag Who Made My Clothes campaign. This year, we've introduced um, the hashtag What's In My Clothes. Mm. Um, so if you genuinely do not know how polyester is made or what your viscose mix um, shirt or, or whatever it is you're wearing, whatever fabric it is, if you really don't know about the complexities of how it got there and how it became the garment that it has, um, and also the impact that that garment might have on the environment, ask the brand, what's in my clothes? Let them know that actually you want to know and you care about the fibers or plastic on your skin, um, if at all. Um, and if you have, if you do have a moment of consideration as well about the person or the multiple hands that have got the garment that you are wearing to you. So if you think about it, to get your piece of clothing hanging up in the wardrobe, it's passed a hell of a lot of hands to get there. It's been dyed, it might have been spun, it might have been grown, um, woven transported um artisans have worked with it somebody could have sat there and embellished your garment um let your brands know that you care about those people and you care about that supply chain and beyond that just very simply what's in my clothes at the end of the day your skin's an organ it's breathing in whatever you have on it so if you want to know more just step up and ask those very very simple questions we try and make it easy for you and we explain why we why we've created the hashtags that we have and everything's up on our website www.fashionrevolution.org so you can have a little read after the podcast and get to know a bit more Suki would you also like to uh, talk a little about the fanzine uh, I think it's a brilliant uh, piece of information, creatives, uh, collaborative work that talks about a lot of these things that we have briefly already spoken about. Um, and I think the fanzine is something that everybody should uh, look out for. Can you please maybe just touch upon a little on that? Yeah, so essentially we have a fanzine that's available online. You can order it, you can download it and contribute to our campaign in the process. Um, it really is a labor of love and we get a bunch of contributors and people from around the world to help make um, one of our dreams come into reality and it's something that we've always wanted to do um, and essentially our campaign is a creative campaign with a really serious message so we create this fanzine to simplify really complicated messages in a very visual way um, and we try not to take anything away from the seriousness of the conversation we just like to simplify it for those readers that are new to the subject perhaps um, even if you're not new to the subject it's just quite nice to have a visual medium um, associated with the campaign that you might be talking about um, so every fanzine has its own identity and we have a, a number of them that have been released um, one was focused on fashion craft revolution we had a collector's edition um, one of my that loved clothes last and we do have a hashtag called loved clothes last on that point um remembering the words of one of our founders the most sustainable item you have in your wardrobe uh, the most sustainable garment 
for you is the one that's already in your wardrobe. And that celebrates the whole idea of re-wearing your clothes, loving your clothes, think twice before you throw them away, perhaps repurpose them. Um, so dive a little bit deeper into our campaign and look up these hashtags. My favorite for sure was Love Clothes Last, but there was also Money Fashion Power, explaining um, the dynamics of the business of fashion. Um, so they're all on our website and they're available to read and buy now. I hope that answers your question a little bit more. It does, it does. And what is most fascinating is everything that Fashion Revolution sort of talks about, be it repairing, mending, loving your clothes and making them last, repurposing it, swapping it. I just feel that it's truly how Indians have lived for so many years. These are lessons from our grandmothers that we have forgotten because we were just so busy aping the West. Um, so I just feel that it should come very easily to us in India. Um, having said that, I want to, you know, um, just go around the table and speak to, uh, you know, regional coordinators and understand what the landscape of sustainability in fashion is across the country. Uh, because yes, we are a vast nation and there is change in the language, in the culture, in the food uh, within kilometers. So Pooja, would you like to take us through uh, everything that's happening around West Bengal, uh, you know, the eastern side and what is people's understanding of sustainability? How has been your interactions with the people, with the brands, with factories? Right. Hi. Hi, Darshana. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, uh, so I, I've just completed about four years being associated with uh, Fashion Rev. And um, um, I think when I did the first event uh, in 2017, um, the whole, there was a presence of Fashion Revolution and the message that we were trying to do, but uh, it wasn't as, as well known. Um, because I think it was uh, only um, limited to a few uh, uh, businesses which were doing uh, small uh, craft work. I mean, that's that's the scope of uh, what I remember um, as it was here in Calcutta. Um, so uh, how I see that the landscape has evolved here is um, the, stu the younger generation, because I interact a lot with the youngsters, uh, because I have been in the education sphere also and mentoring people across, um, that the younger generation has become really, really aware of um, what they are consuming, how they're consuming, in terms of who made my clothes, because... Uh, Bengal has an amazing, um, amazing manufacturing base when we talk about embroiderers, carriers, um, tailors. Um, so I think Bengal, the designers, the industry is doing a fantastic job in preserving the craft culture here. And uh, I think that's truly the way forward, uh, especially now with the seeming realities which are going around. I think people have really, um, people will definitely start finding more meaning uh, with, uh, with the kind of things that they're buying. Um, you know, Pooja, one thing that I have to highlight uh, mm -hmm. is the wellness program that you initiated last Fashion Revolution Week. I don't right. think anybody had seen anything like that. Um, you know, we all talk about personal wellness and we all practice meditation and yoga. But to actually right. put these artisans, tailors, 
uh, in a room and you know give them that experience uh, must have been something so if you can just you know maybe tell us briefly how their experience was and how did you even come up with something like this uh, right i um, thank you so much for bringing up that point because i think it was uh, really a very very uh, a project which i personally aspired to do well because i think when the entire conversation of sustainability comes my first uh, is about emotional well-being of the people that are working for me or around me because i really feel that if they're mentally and emotionally doing well if they're in uh, in a good space uh, mentally everything you know that they're, they're producing so uh, it it's just like a ripple effect they're producing well they're making good things and um, so when i when i look at their lives it's mostly like okay they they travel um, say from about like 7:30 8 o'clock in the morning then they'll come and they're on the machine for the next 8 hours or 7 hours and then they're going back and they're coming so it it was just almost like um wanting to educate them give them a first hand experience of what can be done to simplify their lifestyle and the first uh, first thing that came to me was uh, um, yoga and um, uh, uh, wellness or meditation introducing them to these things which which is something so simple that once they've learned it they can also do those uh, you know free neck movements or shoulder movements sitting on the machine so it has to be practical um because our factories etc are not equipped right now that you know you, you can go around and maybe do like a full fledged pose or something but the little tidbits that we taught them and i'm really grateful to kyogi wellness the the group that partnered with us for this um because we went around factories uh, i think uh, the entire week we covered seven uh, different designers seven to eight we covered deva neel that was the biggest one and we had about 70 to 75 um, um you know laborers over there uh, who joined us so that was amazing it, it was uh, it was something which i think uh, was very emotionally satisfying for me as well and um, all of the people uh, who had volunteered for the project and uh, i think um, um one of the carriers who's still with me looks you know he's he's come back and told me that are you planning to do that again because i want to like brush up my skills <laughs> so yeah, so i think um, we this is something that um, um we should definitely i should basically definitely try to see how practically we can keep doing this year on year and it'll be amazing if business houses can incorporate this into their uh, working uh, working hours maybe just even if it is like 2 hours a week like twice a week should that's, be great that's exactly what i was thinking about right now you know at yeah. managerial levels the hr sends out these workshops or there are mailers that goes yeah. out to you know people sitting on their chairs uh, you know stretch do these exercises but you know mm-hmm. uh, these people are generally um unseen so yeah i think just following on from that um initiative one thing that fashion revolution india certainly wants to do and even globally others were inspired by the activity that pooja initiated um in her region is we want to do more of those wellness for workers initiatives um to just pause for a moment and say you know we are aware your people not machines um and we want because due to covid-19 this fashion revolution week we were unable to develop that event further physically 
Um, however, we are committed to that campaign idea and that initiative, and we would like to, as soon as we can, get more and more organisations involved in different regions and in other parts of the world too. And through the Fashion Revolution Network, this was one that was really talked about and celebrated. So, um, you know, I really commend what Borja and her team initi initiated, and I really looked, look forward to see the development of this going forward. Big applause to you, Pooja, really, absolutely. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Okay, let's move on and understand um, what is the landscape like in Delhi. Um, I would love Rini and Shruti to, you know, highlight about their experiences, some key initiatives that uh, they undertook um, and what were their learnings and what is the general idea, uh, understanding of people um, around the city? Um, yeah, sure, Darshana. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with um, with the onset of um, you know uh, fashion revolution or introducing the campaign in the city almost four years ago. So I remember when the first activation um, that we did on ground and it did not come up to our expectations. I think these two things were such a big role to had such a big role to play. People don't understand what sustainability is, but here's the thing: people understand climate change, and specifically in Delhi, like for us being the most polluted city in the world. And I know we have shared that unfortunate position with a couple of other cities and we are still among the top five. Um, and everybody understands climate change. Everybody understands when it directly impacts their day-to-day -day living. And even and when you can when you can actually feel it, right? So for, for that series of grim, you know, um, things like that have transpired for fast fashion and sustainability to really come forward in, in the consumer forum. So we've seen a, definitely a surge in homegrown brands keeping sustainability as an inherent part of um, um, their business model and not just like a CSR activity or not just like an extension of here's something we also do, but it is the core of how our brands run. And so it's a mix of that. And I think exposure to information has been very, very uh, important for uh, the consumer here. We've... Uh, spoken very extensively about um, materials and we've brought brands uh, who are using innovative materials um, and so we've done this through documentary screenings um, we've done this through bringing brands together all under one roof with samples of uh, the materials that they use so that everybody who comes on um, during you know for the event can actually touch and feel and understand what this fabric is so whether we're talking about a tensile or we're talking about a bamboo um, fabric or something which is created from regenerated algae. And there are some really innovative work which is happening within startups in India, which we don't get to see. So fashion revolution events in general became the stage for the brands which are innovative, which are you know inclusive and fair to come forward and put their products. And while we don't endorse brands, we obviously endorse um, players who uh, support our cause, whether they're brands or practitioners or advocates in any 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 form, it is a it is an uh, it is still changing. It will take big brands to come on board uh, to support these causes till it becomes mainstream. But um, I think Delhi is very perceptive in in um, and very very innovative in its approach. So I think um, I think we just have to keep running the marathon. I think uh, Rini has covered uh, everything. I mean, um, 
Delhi as a place. It's a real. It has a really, really vibrant community of people who are committed to mainstreaming fashion sustainability. And we also have like a good community of conscious consumers. Additionally, I would like to add that Delhi is also seeing a lot of a good research work in um, bringing sustainability in brands. For example, um, there's a huge research happening on packaging. There are our partners who are doing research on how packaging can be made more sustainable in fashion business and otherwise. Then there's a whole dialogue on fair wages and how to build safe workspaces, especially uh, giving you know, um, especially in light of what's happening today. Uh, it, that has got a renewed dialogue, and there's a renewed focus on how can we make workspaces safer for people. So I think that's very very interesting, and we would see a lot of new things evolving out of this uh, region um, on this dialogue. I, I have to say, uh, I think collaborations have played a huge role in where fashion revolution is today. We have really seen in the past some amazing collaborations, be it uh, with, you know, bigger organizations like an IMG Reliance or CIF, IntelliCap, smaller startups and entrepreneurs. And there is one very interesting collaboration that I'm seeing on um, the list of events uh, for this Fashion Revolution Week is the one with uh, Pearl Academy. Um, and I would love for Alia to tell us a little more about this, please. Hi, yeah, sure. I'd love to tell you more about it. Um, I think that one of the most exciting things I've seen in the last couple of years has been how fashion uh, colleges and like design uh, academies are all extremely aware and interested in fashion revolution. Uh, this year, Pearl Academy had reached out to us when they uh, learned about our hashtag campaigns and they wanted to uh, involve their students in the online campaigns. And they asked us to um, explain the hashtags to the kids uh, before they would get involved and come up with their own posts. Um, they were very generous to offer us access to the entire network of their colleges. So we are going to be getting online with the kids. And uh, the first session, Suki and I are going to be chatting with them about who made my clothes and what is the inception of the hashtag and uh, how they can get involved. The whole idea was the students were interested in learning more about how to get involved with the campaigns. And so they requested us to go and sort of do a little live session with, with some people who really kind of embody it in their work. Very exciting. And I have to uh, talk about our student ambassadors. Uh, they are a force to be reckoned with. I think their energy, uh, their excitement, and their never say no attitude has helped us at so many incidents and I'm sure Suki is going to vouch for that. Uh, these are some brilliant girls. Unfortunately, they're not here today, but shout out uh, to Anishka, um, Tanya, Meher, and so many of you all who've also helped us in clothes swaps and a lot of other events. Um, I want to come back to Fashion Open Studio, which is a brilliant concept and for the first time coming to India, um, Suki, please tell us what it is, how did it come about and what should one expect in a Fashion Open Studio? I would love to. So Fashion Open Studio um, is spearheaded by 
Tamsin Blanchard from the UK. Um, it was launched in 2017, and essentially it's a week of presentations, talks, workshops, emerging designers, trailblazers, and also major, major players in the fashion industry. And it's all about celebrating the people and processes behind making our clothes and again lifting that veil of what really happens in a design studio and generating a really honest conversation and um, having a space where the public can come um, and join in dialogue or to see a very transparent fashion process and accountability um, at the forefront of what these designers are doing. So we really um, align with, I mean, we align um, with designers that are selected by a jury uh, year on year. Um, and the ones that we select, they really do have an opportunity to share their innovation um, and creative solutions. And I'm really, really proud that we have three wonderful designers from India this year. So Eero Eero Zero Waste in Jaipur, will be um, initiating a digital event. Um, Kasha from Pune will also be initiating a digital event every day of the week next week, as well as Bodhist, who will be holding a conversation on the weekend uh, towards the end of Fashion Revolution Week. Initially, these were all going to be physical events, but Due to the current pandemic and the situation with COVID-19, it's too high risk to have those physical events. And quite frankly, we wouldn't be allowed to do them anyhow. But this is the power of digital. We can still have that dialogue. We can still um, show these honest work practices and have these designers to give us um, accessibility to the way they work and how they approach their fashion. So that's Fashion Open Studio. And there's a whole website about it. Um, so if you're more curious to know, um, fashionopenstudio.com is the place to go and read more and also to see all the events that are happening around the world this year. That's amazing. I did not, I did not know Fashion Open Studio had a website of its own. So I'm going there next immediately after this. Um, I have to bring in Divina again to talk a little about uh, what the South of India uh, feels about sustainability, what is the vibe there, how are people responding. Uh, I know one of the first cloth swaps in India um, happened in Bangalore or Chennai, if I'm, if I'm right. Um, so I think they are a little ahead of the curve, but Davina, please help us understand. So I think uh, the campaign from 2015 has really grown in Bangalore, but we see the same people coming back every year with innovative ideas of what they'd like to do to support the movement. And I think that's one of the most amazing things about Fashion Revolution, that there's so much that everybody can do in terms of trying to raise awareness or organizing a clothes swap or a dialogue that raises awareness about such an important topic. Uh, what we've been seeing for the last couple of years is that we have a dedicated team at Vidya Shilp Academy in Bangalore, which are young students who love fashion revolution, speak very passionately about it, and have taken the time out to understand how their individual fashion choices impact the planet and the people. So there are 2,500 2, kids who are going to school in 100% sustainable fair trade uniforms made with fair trade cotton and recycled polyester. And I think 
that is the best example of where the campaign has gone because not only do these kids wear this uniform every day to school they understand how it was made and one of the most amazing experiences for me was going with these kids to the factory where the uniforms were made last year so we went to mercer apparels in tirupur last july to see and meet the people who made these uni- uniforms and when vidya shil blanched as india's first fair trade school because of their commitment to these uniforms we also had the farmers from gujarat from the sumant organic growers group and they came down to meet the students wearing these uniforms and they are the farmers who grew the cotton in these clothes so i think that's been one of the most amazing outcomes of the campaign in terms of seeing the consumer movement build to consumption and a community of students wearing these uniforms and taking the education of this back to their families i remember going to one of these schools in bombay with you and uh, it was so lovely to see uh, you know the corridors of the school uh, that had the un sdg goals pinned up on uh, the walls in their classrooms and i remember you telling me that these kids basically go back home and when they go shopping with their parents uh, they look out for that fair trade mark and if not they literally don't allow parents to shop you have hit the right spot devina i have to say <laughs> I know it was such a lovely day right we had our whole force of young kids telling us how they'd like to lead the fashion revolution and i think we need to see more and more of that it still gives me goosebumps it was such an amazing experience brilliantly done thank you great so i want to talk about this uh uh you know very interesting part of our country which is the north east uh there was this amazing project that fashion revolution did with british council uh that spotlighted uh northeast the handicraft the handloom uh and i think that is one area that has um that is so rich in um culture in textile in craft uh but doesn't have enough representation there's no in all fairness you were a huge part of our telegram from tripura event so perhaps you could spotlight your journey and your involvement in fashion revolution and some of your highlights hmm yeah i would love to so um this was fashion revolution week i think back in 2016 um and there was this flash mob happening in bandra uh, where these bunch of kids uh, wore fashion revolution uh, t-shirts and at carter road and i was very new to sustainability i had just about stumbled upon the true cost and you know just absorbing all of this information uh, and trying to understand what is happening in this world um and when i saw that flash mob i went to instagram i looked it up and i thought it was absolutely fascinating and i started dming uh, fashion revolution india uh, the main instagram page i think i wrote crazy amount of emails to sukhi as well saying that i want to be a part of this uh my first event also was um you know in mumbai started off with a movie screening followed by a panel discussion uh and then year on year you know we did clothes swaps we did blogger events to even educate the bloggers and influencers to talk about um sustainability and you know how they can really move away from their regular content which is so consumption heavy uh to uh, you know thinking of innovative ways of styling yourself and looking at fashion differently or developing a, a different relationship with clothes uh 
amazing number of collaborations and i think i'm only grateful um to be here today uh, my journey has been quite amazing from a startup to fashion revolution to this podcast to also uh, my new role with IMG Reliance um i think all of this all these partnerships all this love and all this momentum has brought me personally and all of us together at this point where this is on the verge of becoming a mainstream conversation um and i have to thank each one of you for that uh, with respect to this entire telegram from tripura uh, campaign uh there were such amazing stories that came out of that region uh and there were so many women who led uh these movements that project i think we really enjoyed working on that because it showed um the beauty of collaborators coming together not only did we have bethany williams from london uh coming to india to go and visit um the tribes in tripura the aratrik dev verman from tilla organized and they both collaborated they produced um a collection that was then shown at sustainable fashion day during lakme lakme fashion week all supported by the british council but essentially some of the interesting dialogues that came out of it uh which is exactly what fashion revolutions about we don't go into areas and presume and assume we talk we listen we generate dialogue and a lot of these villages and tribal communities didn't want actually to place more to have more orders they had simple requests like can we have more water for our villages and some tribal communities were actually using synthetic cotton because of course the cotton to grow in their regions is thirsty so we dis- it's all about discovery um for us and i think that was a very very interesting bit of insight post project and during project which steered and shaped the way we were going forward yes absolutely the power of collaboration <laughs> um what well, last but not the least uh what how how can anybody join uh, so if i want to do um something and if i want to host something uh during fashion revolution week is there a way i can do it absolutely so if you have an idea or an activity that you want to partake in uh do it if you want to collaborate with us and let us know about it tag us in or you can email us you can email us on india@fashionrevolution.org so that we're informed um you can upload your event we make it very very easy for people to upload all their information via our website in the events list so you can actually upload your own event even if it is digital amazing devina you wanted to add something um i think that you know there is the need to be aware about what is happening in the fashion industry and what is happening with covid-19 right now has really affected fashion with global orders being cancelled one of the best ways that fashion revolution has adapted to this is by starting by changing the template of the email to brand to go beyond showing who the makers are but also to ask you know where consumers can reach out to their favorite brands and ask them to not cancel orders or be more responsible to the people that they source from i think that everybody can take some time out to email their favorite brand as well as participate in the online campaign by tagging their favorite brands and asking them with the hashtags who made my clothes and who grew my clothes 
we also want to encourage people to go on and watch movies like Nero's Guess and The True Cost to become more aware about the social environmental footprint of fashion. And if schools want to participate and have e-learning uh, modules open, they can also in their English classes incorporate the writing to brand and be a greater part of the movement and add to the dialogue of fashion revolution this year. Thank you so much, Devina. I have to say everything is taken care of. All you need to do is go to the fashionrevolution.org. Uh, uh, there literally is a toolkit. There is an image of who made my clothes. Uh, there are ideas on what you can do. It is served for you on a platter. You just have to go ahead and take action. Um, thank you so much, Fashion Revolutionaries. And uh, it's not just us, it's everybody who's listening to this. We are all Fashion Revolutionaries. And we hope for each one of you to take action in whatever little way you can. Any closing thoughts, my lovely lady? Be curious, ask the questions that you're dying to ask and do something. So take some action and join the Fashion Revolution. It's great to see you stick around till the end. I hope you enjoyed this episode and will come back for more. Please do share, subscribe or whatever that you typically do to our podcast because we are going to need some love and support. See you next time.